It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Sunnyvalleytalk.com podcast. It's the Sun Podcast. first in what I hope is a long-running series of um, ex-players interviews. I haven't quite decided on a name, but we're going to probably go with like something like ex-use point of views. And I'm delighted to say that joining me for the first one is Matt Gray. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. So these are kind of interviews about, well, we'll call them interviews because that sounds professional, but it's not going to be. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll work that out very quickly. Um, but the, these are little chats about your time at Sutton United. I know yep. that you were, you were very, very popular at the time. So what what do you remember about sort of signing for Sutton and the the back in the old days where we were <laughs> Yeah. We were a small Thanks. club. <laughs> oh man, it was probably more people that I remember from when I signed. The likes of obviously John Rains was my first manager. Coming up through the ranks with Phil Dunn and yeah, and then there's like players like Enco, who's probably one of the first players to look after me, put his arm around help me out and stuff. But no, it was just I remember when I first signed, I think I was the youngest player for God knows how long. I played when I was 16 or something. And no, it was just enjoyable. It was good. I had a good bunch of players around then. They had like Paul Arford and um, Dave Harlow and Enco and Mark Watson, the old classics, Gwyn Berry, Andy Riley. So, was, uh, yeah, they was um, obviously coming to their end, a lot of them, but they were great players to um, have as role models and or just people to put their arm around you as a 16-year-old to try and help you out. So 
but that was probably my first memory of signing for Sutton. It was just uh, all the old boys and obviously the culture back then was a little different to what it is now. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking as you were saying some of those names, ah, that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, m- you mentioned Phil Dunn. He had he had huge influence for a good few years. He, had, he brought loads and loads of players through, didn't he? Um, yeah, Phil was brilliant. Obviously, the likes with what was it? It was Clark. Oh, the list could go on. Was it Glenn Boosie, Liam, Nicky Bailey? Uh, sorry, Lewis Gonzalez, Paul Honey, Hutchinson's. Obviously, his son Martin. Was it John Nurse, Chris Nurse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got yeah. obviously all of us through his uh, youth and reserves, and then um, he, he done very. He was he was very good at getting players into the first team. Yeah, he's, I, I remember that year. That was that was really really good. What about the off the pitch? Is there anyone that you sort of remember off the pitch? I know you... during my time, obviously myself, Lewis, Nicky, Glenn, Dean Hamlin, and Tony Quinton used to get ourselves in a bit of trouble off the pitch. Uh, we might, have upset, we might have upset John Raines a few times. <laughs> uh, and Cookie and Tony, they all wanted to kill us sometimes. I still remember off the pitch, um, it was me and Tony. I think it was me and Tony. said, uh, I'll drive up after a game. Uh, instead of getting a coach, I was going to drive. And uh, me and Tony, we said, oh, no, we'll drive. Because uh, we're working. We weren't working. We were going out on Essex and I at the same night. <laughs> Uh, it was Haybridge, Swifts. I ended up in a place called Abridge. <laughs> I arrived with like 15 minutes to go and John told me to get dressed and then put me on. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, a few of them boys used to get in a bit of trouble. I think um, even play, uh, staff that are there now, I try not to take their names too much. But obviously people like Chalmers and Gareth, which I, did I see Gareth got clubbing of the year this year? Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, congratulations, Gareth, if you're listening. We've been clubbing of the year forever in my books because we've got <laughs> so much off. Um, but no, people like him, Chalmers, um, Millsy, Taz, all of those guys, we used to obviously stay behind on a Thursday, play pontoon in the bar, and then straight round there, one of their houses after, and we'd be there till two o'clock on a Thursday. It was, <laughs> it was some fun times. It's like, no, let's carry on. Everyone's like, no, we've got to go work. It was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, us too. Yeah, yeah of course we have. Um, yeah. Uh, so you were, um, if I remember correctly, you were a striker when you first sort of started with us, um, but then you got converted quite quickly to um, a marauding wing back. I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> John, obviously, as a you and youth in the reserves, I scored mostly scored over fifty or so, and then three, three or four for the seniors in the first or the first team. But then, yeah, John fancied me as a right back because he knew I'd run all day. Mm. And then the next season, I was out on the right, running up and down, up and down, up and down, and eventually made that position my own, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And there was, um, you've been, obviously mentioned quite a few fans. On, um, I know there was a picture on Twitter a year or so ago, um, where they were asking people to identify various players. And yours was, <laughs> yours was quite a difficult one to identify, or it should have been a quite a difficult one to identify. It turned out not to be very difficult at all, did it? <laughs> No, 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 sort of a hand gesture towards someone. <laughs> I'm probably sure it would have been towards either someone like Tony Quinton or <laughs> someone, but I was told it was probably towards the away fans. Uh, yes, and a few people noticed it straight away. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. So someone's back, someone's back yeah. in the finger. And it was like, oh yeah, that's Matt. 
<laughs> Didn't even have me edit it. That was the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Um, fun. So, of the players you've, you've mentioned, who who do you kind of feel was, was the best player um, that possibly could have, should have gone on to, to well, other well, things? Obviously, Nicky did. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicky will always stand out because me and Nicky went to primary school together, secondary school together. We was at oh, right. together, and we was at Sutton United together. So he always stood out. Nicky always stood out. He was class. He could do anything with a football. He could run all day. The kid could eat KFC half hour before kickoff and <laughs> have the best game of his life. His preparation was terrible, but he was just ridiculously good. Um, Obviously, John Nurse, natural finisher, uh, ridiculous. I always thought Lewis, I've always thought Lewis would have gone higher. Mm-hmm. Lewis always stood out for me. He was just class. Composed on the ball, hard to, def- hard to play against, great defender, good in the air for someone so small. Or not so small, but he just had a leap. He was just ridiculous. And I always thought he'd go on a bit higher, but no, it never, unfortunately, no. never happened for him. But, um, but yeah, some of those players, but they were just at a, a good conference player as opposed to where we was at Ryman yeah. Prem and Conference House. Obviously you mentioned jobs and stuff, so back back at that time was the first kind of real time it was some people were doing this as almost their main and other the other job was a part time. Yeah. Um yeah. sometimes they started getting some good money, especially in that league and then even after I left there and at some other clubs, um you you could almost survive off a semi professional wage. Hmm. And then fit other things around it. I know um, like we had Kenny Davis, who was just released last year. He was, he was still a taxi driver because that fitted really nicely around football because you could yeah. just pick, pick and win you, you decided to play. Um, yeah. But do you have any? I know you said some of the some of the memories, but do you have any? Like, what's your fondest memory of of, of being at Sutton? What's your go-to when people talk about Arsenal and six-one on Boxing Day would be <laughs> right. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was that was just a great day. It was just everything that could go right, right. Like Matty Fowler, Danny Bolt. I think I, I scored a free kick, but then even the players I played against, obviously they they ended up coming quite good friends, like Surly, uh, David Graves, and all those players. That was just when you think back of it, it was like all players who you actually stayed in touch with forever. And it's yeah. just a box day, it's Christmas, you know what I mean? It's a great vibe, and then after it was brilliant. Dan, um, Taz did a, did a t-shirt that still does the rounds every now and then. You use sort of the, 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 uh, the score line and all the scorers on there. It's still sitting in my yeah. wardrobe. It doesn't fit anymore, but it's, it's in my wardrobe. They <laughs> 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 had a picture in, I think it's the Don League paper. And it was just after I scored the free kick, I still remember the, the picture where literally every one of our players was in a pile on top of me, and it was literally just a mound of eleven <laughs> blokes just celebrating. It was brilliant. Big Toby Donado on the top of it. <laughs> no, that was good. But then, obviously, another that was obviously when we finished second in the Ryman Prem behind Canby Island. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that team was so good because I think I think we lost once in the last five months of the season or something like that, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was unbelievable. Obviously, we had Nursey, we had Bolty, we had Nicky, myself, Tony Quinton, and yeah, we just had a great team that year. And unfortunate that we come up a bit short. Unfortunately, we started a bit late uh, in regards to playing well, 
and uh, unfortunately can be done us. But that was a great season. Well, that leads me on. I'm going to skip a little question, but do you feel in your time you sort of could say that we underachieved, overachieved, or was about right with with your time oh, at Sutton? I reckon we underachieved maybe a year or two, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in cup competitions. I know we'd won the Surrey Cup a couple of times, but yeah, especially in like FA Cups and trophies and stuff like that. We've done, a couple of, quite a few years, it was so annoying. You lose to lower, lower league teams. I'm not saying they weren't better teams, but you just got out, you know, like, yeah. conference out there and you've got the team you got, the team we had, and we think, yeah, and someday it didn't happen. And that's what I said, the old beauty of the cup, innit? But unfortunately, he was on the receiving end quite a few times. It's quite annoying. Yeah. And so, is there any stories that you can tell of, off the pitch that perhaps might need to change well, the names? You, I'll, tell really, <laughs> I'll tell you the one that really pissed John and Tony off. It was funny because it was me, Lewis, Nicky, and Chris Nurse, and I think maybe Dean Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And we was in what was back then Legends in Sutton. And we might have been a little bit tipsy, shall we say, when we're coming out at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Friday, the night before a game. We was just young and stupid. And then um, we was like, all right, better get a cab home. Black cab pulls over. It's Tony Raines driving it. <laughs> we were like, all right, Tony. He went, get in, little Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> He probably done that on purpose. That's <laughs> probably why he was waiting oh, out, out He was probably out looking for us, but then and then John and then I think we lost as well the next day. I think it was lost to Kettering. I always remember, yeah. And then I missed the penalty as well, and he hammered us. John Rains hammered us after the game, and um, sandwiches were flying. I remember that it was the whole tray had got well, bottles of water were lobbed at everyone. <laughs> it's like, oh god. Um, but yeah, that wasn't wasn't very good. I remember one. Do you remember? Do you remember a player called Robin, Rob Collins? Um, he was a forward. He had like bleached right. blonde hair. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Oh, I always remember once. Um, I was in the changing room, and uh, John weren't happy. He weren't happy at all. We conceded a corner. Uh, conceded a goal from a corner, and last minute we drew one all. <laughs> As he was in there, John's going to get everyone. He's battering everyone. Like hammering everyone pissed off that we'd thrown away two points and Rob's in the corner Rob, Rob's a nice kid he's sometimes just sometimes away with the fairies and then he's having a, John's having a go and he's eating like an egg sandwich whilst John's having a go at everyone and he just comes out with I knew I should have come back for that corner and then next you know, Danny Bolt started laughing whilst John's hammering us he then walked out the old fire exit you know out the side in the yeah. first team to be the toilets and then the fire exit He's gone out there laughing. John Reigns has got... No, Tony Reigns has gone out laughing. Cookie's in the corner under his jumper. And all the players are trying to look at John without laughing. And then Daddy Bolt's trying to get back in for 20 minutes. And John said, if anyone opens that fire exit, they're fine. 50 big. <laughs> Bolt, he had to stay outside for about an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a fun time. It was... But it's silly, stupid, but it was some fun times there. It just um, sometimes probably the culture could have been a little bit better. Looking on today's game, mm. but uh, but yeah, no, it was just um, a great bunch, great lads to be around, and the managers I had, I couldn't complain with. Obviously, with John, and then we had Ian Azel. I think I left when Ian was in charge. 
Well, Ian and Paul Harford left the same time I did, I think. Right. Or something like that. So, so on that, after, after you left, what was it that made the decision to, to, to leave? And... Uh, I wanted to play. Um, and then Woking obviously came with that offer to, I think they bought me and then they said, Look, we're going to go time as well. And I was like, right, lovely. So time football. And then, yeah, just that, just that challenge to go there. And then unfortunately mm-hmm. in that season, I'd done the groin and then I had mm-hmm. to have an offer pre-season. Yeah. And then, Really showed my full potential, shall we say, in the conference, I don't believe. <laughs> Stuff like that happens with everyone, so you just have mm-hmm. to move on. Yeah. When I haven't and joined what was classed as a super team, but we massively underachieved at Haven't, unfortunately. It's, as you say, sometimes it's, it's right time, right place. Um, yeah. And although if, if you feel maybe your words, you possibly underachieved, but it's the, it's the whole, it's the whole experience, the whole time, something will always Lead us on to another subject, but some were always are going to be a small non-league team. Um, yeah, and, and then we weren't. Um, <laughs> and then your 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 namesake came came to us. Um, you did mention yeah. a little a little story just before we came on air about about well, Matt. The, yeah, the year I um, I think it was the year I went to Woking. Um, obviously Paul Doswell was in charge at Eastleigh, and mm-hmm. um, my phone rang, and um, it's like. Hello. I didn't know the number, so I answered. I was like, hello? Hello, is that Matt? I was like, yeah. He goes, hello, mate, it's Matt Gray. I was like, what? When I'm Matt Gray, yeah. He went, no, my name's Matt Gray. I went, you having a wind-up or what? And he went, no, it's Matt Gray. I work with Paul Doswell at Eastwood. I was like, you probably could have started with that, couldn't you? He was like, probably should have, shouldn't I? I was like, yeah. But then, no, we had a little chat. Uh, they wanted me to go down and have a chat at Eastleigh and stuff like that, but um, things didn't quite pan out how they wanted it or I wanted it. And, uh, it was all good. But then obviously, I've got to move and went to Woking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and no, it was a, an interesting experience, that was. Yeah, I, I, as I, again, I said to you, it was bizarre for me when he joined us um, because um, I saw Matt Gray has, has signed and I was like, Blimey, I didn't realise he was back from Australia because I'm I, I, I on your uh, Twitter and everything. And I was like, okay, that's, yeah. that's good. And then I saw Matt Gray in, in the dugout from the other side, but I'm basically blind. Um, sort of big bull bloke. And I was like, he's filled out a bit since he went to Oz, but okay, <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> and then it took me a little while right, to realise, oh no, hang on, that's, that's not the same person. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he, <clears throat> he's done things with some, I mean, I know there was a little conversation with a couple of people a few weeks ago, uh, months ago possibly. Um, but do you still follow something from far? Do you still look out for oh, any yeah. results? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, obviously I've always followed time. Like, ever since I've left, ever since I was at Woking, ever since I went to where Woking, haven't Kingstonians even played against you guys. Obviously, I still wanted you lot to do well, apart from that final when we done your, your place <laughs> with Kingston. But um, no, I always wanted the club to do well, and then. My mum and dad have only just left the area, so whenever I speak to my mum and stepdad, Mr. Lowell would be like, oh, have you seen Sutton? I'd be like, yeah, I see it, I see it. And then he would try and pop down if he could, um, but less, a lot less, obviously, because I weren't playing. But he, he said he used to go down there every now and then, and everyone still knows who he is, my stepdad and my mum. And they were all asking him. He said, they're all the same faces down there. And I was like, no, that's good. And it's just, that's the good thing about the club is obviously that <laughs> collective obviously when we was in the Ryman and then 
Conference South, and then obviously went down to Ryman again, and then come back up. And I keep going. That core group is still there, and I'm pleased for them. Do you know what I mean? Especially people like Bruce um, at the club. I'm pleased for them because <laughs> he's always run the club so well. Do you know what I mean? Everyone, mm-hmm. uh, the whole committee there, they're all brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And they've always had the best interests of the club at yeah. heart, and they would never risk overspending, so to speak, back in the day and stuff like that. They'd always do things right. And then <laughs> they've just built a football club and a wonderful football club, which runs obviously brilliantly and still got them at the helm. And it's just, it's it's quite nice to see them getting the rewards now because they deserve it. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that um, they won't break, the, they won't spend, spend, spend. But some of the names you mentioned earlier in, 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 the, in the chat where they, we had that team, we had, we had Nicky, we had John, we had a couple others and they just were like, we have got a limit. We cannot go over this. And we ended up losing all those players. Um, it did feel oh, at the time, cool. it felt at the time a little bit like, oh, we've got no ambition. Um, what's going on? And, but it was just a case of they pointed to teams like Kingstonian and went, we're not doing that. We're, that that's yeah. not happening to us. We, we, we're going to be, we're going to be safe here. Um, but did you ever, ever think that something was going to be a, a, an EFL team? <laughs> No. No, no, no. It's like when, when Doz took over, obviously Doz is a businessman at the end of the day and he's a very good businessman and he's a good manager as well. And he knows how to get the best out of players and gets put good together. Um, so I, I thought, when did he take over? Was it Conference South or Ryman? Ryman. I think we'd just gone down to the Ryman. Yeah, and I did think at that time, I think, nah, I reckon he'll get them to back to the conference south. And then, but then when you got to the conference, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, that, that, that'll be, because I just come down to the conference when I made my day. Mm-hmm. And back in the Ryman. And I was like, oh, hopefully it's not like that, the old yo yo, where they go in, come out, and then stay around, float around, and maybe in and out. Uh, but then, yeah, no, watching it, then, yeah, it's just smacking teams left, right and centre, and then <clears throat> two years in the conference, and then up? No, I think it's about five. Oh, was it? Yeah, because we went, oh, we went up, um, we, we had that good cup run where we ended up with Arsenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we had a then we had a, a very a dodgy season, but at the time, it's like, oh, God, what's going on? But then you kind of, when you look back in hindsight, you're like, that was like one of two poor seasons. Yeah. Not even a poor season, just... It just things didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then again, Matt's first year he went up. So Matt took over at the tail end of, of Doz. Um, just he, he kind of was like, oh, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Um, I don't know if I was talking to someone about it the other day. Um, just he, he'd had enough because it was a long journey and all the rest of it. Um, he still lives. And it, yeah, he still, he still lives down there. And he, Unfortunately, he ended up taking over at Haven very shortly after he said he needed a break from football, and it was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> but if if a job opens up on your doorstep, you're not going to say no, no. I'll give it a year or two. Um, but yeah, so Matt had a bit of a tricky start. There was a bit of um, dressing room upheaval where he was getting his own plays in and stuff, um, and then it was actually the locked the season of basically lockdown. Um, that they, they went on this amazing thing and all of us are standing there watching it on our screens because we yeah. didn't go. So it was just a really bizarre experience for all of us going, hang on, this isn't real. This isn't happening. And then yeah. we got into the Hartlepool match, um, which was the last one. 
and we needed to win to secure the title and, and we did and it was like oh my god that's just absolutely amazing and then yeah, yeah last season was his third season in charge yeah. um and it was in the, the football football league so and and obviously the last couple of games could have been in the playoffs yeah um i've looked at every single match and analyzed it and i was like there's two points there. There's a there's another point there. Yeah. Like, actually, you know, but right. it, it is what it is. You can't be oh, upset yeah, by it. Trophy final as well. And <clears throat> well, this is the thing. I mean, second you... away from winning it. I was watching it at home. I was watching it here. <laughs> I know. I was I was so upset. Um, but we, you mentioned in the, 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 the people and the fans and the, the core fans. What was quite odd at Wembley is obviously there was loads and loads of Sutton fans. Lots of people. Lots of interest. Um, some people have been quite harsh calling everyone hangers on, but then you've seen people who you see at the match every week with their, their wife and two kids, and you're like, well, hang on, that's suddenly one ticket turned into four, so it's not yeah. quite as bad as everyone's saying. But what was really odd is the amount of people and the huge crowd of Wembley that you could actually spot each other. And I think yeah. I pretty much saw every single one of the Sutton fans I normally see on a Saturday at Wembley, and we were sitting miles away from each other. <laughs> it was just, just yeah. really, really bizarre. Um, I thought- family friends and stuff like that who actually now have they were my mates obviously they never played football and stuff like that they might be Chelsea fans or Palace fans and stuff like that but they've got kids now that play for the Sutton and now obviously you see that as well you think oh I'll hang this on a lot of juniors parents are with their kids that are all going stuff like well, that the kids thing is I, I, I maintain and I'm very mercenary but I think it's genius when they had the 3G the Astro pitch all the kids used to play and train on the pitch. And what yeah. that does is that puts that little seed into their head of this is my club. And that is, that's a 20, 30 year investment because that kid's always going to be something is my club. I played on that pitch. So yeah, I, I, I was, that's why I was disappointed at the, the, um, the pitch coming up, but it, it's worked out in our favor because we did really well last year. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last question that someone's suggested to me. And I think this is quite a good one. What skills or qualities do you think you would bring in uh, Matt Gray in his prime to the current Sutton United team? Oh, <laughs> Matt Gray in prime. A right, <laughs> right foot wand. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, my game was about working hard. Um, <laughs> I have very good delivery, set pieces from crosses, long, long distribution, good passes. But, um, the games evolved so much when I used to play. Um, I actually put the boots back on this year to play. Right. I've been coaching out here and I've been coaching at quite a good level, but then I sort of took a step away from it because I won't, I'm not been enjoying it. So I've uh, had a little step out and now playing golf instead and I love golf. So, um, but the games evolved now, like the players of my attributes, which was getting a ball, I could spot a pass and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, players like that are needed now, but you need to be working hard. It's, it's it's a lot more intricate than it used to be when I played. Matt Gray in his prime, I reckon he could do a lot. You put me on right, it wouldn't he'd be a right wing back either. It'd be a right of a three up top. That way I don't have to come back all the time. <laughs> and uh, get me a big boy in the box, and I'll take two touches and I'll just stick it on his head. Sounds perfect. But, but no, but yeah, no, I think <laughs> Matt Gray in his prime would still do a lot of damage. Let's say that. But no, yes. it's just has changed a lot from when <laughs> from when I played. As much as I don't want to admit, and like I said, playing. Now, I'm playing as a centre-forward, so... But although I've had the last seven weeks off because I dislocated my shoulder, and then I realised, I was like, 38 years old, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? 
But, uh, but no, it's, um, it's fun playing with the kids now. Like, obviously, I'm 38 and running around with kids that are like 19, 20, and then they're good passing on information to them. And yeah, coach completely different how I used to play. But yeah, no, it's it's good passing on to these youngsters and helping them and guiding them and trying to get the best out of them. But um, but yeah, it's, I think golf's for me now. Not none of this running stuff. This running life's done for me. So I, I did point out to I spoke to Nicky um, a couple of years back that watching his career as an attacking midfielder and then as he's getting older he's kind of just dropping back, back. and back and back and back so less running just I'll stay here <laughs> I remember one person said that to me when he played when the first year I came he used to be a centre forward and he ended up at centre back was Chris Booth mm-hmm. he started I think he was a centre forward yeah, and then he just gradually went back and back just, and back and yeah a bit further, further back in goal soon yeah. <laughs> but obviously You've mentioned you 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 moved to us um a good few years ago now, wasn't it? it was... Twenty eleven. Yeah. So um you were coaching there. So how how did you deal with young Matt Gray's coming out of nightclubs? Yeah, I couldn't really say much because <laughs> uh, where I first started coaching was at a little this little country stuff and stuff like that. So you didn't have a wonderful selection of footballers, do you know what I mean? Because they all play AFL over it. Mm-hmm. Like Aussie rules. So you didn't have a wonderful selection, but then I used to tell them that if you go out, just don't be stupid about them. But then obviously when I started coaching higher here in Melbourne and stuff, and it'll be what it is now, like 48 hours for a game. If you found drinking, you wouldn't be playing. Yeah. So it's just standard. It's a uh, do as I say, not as I do. Sort <laughs> as of I did. Learn, learn from me. Or, or as I do. I'm still <laughs> going to go. Friday, I'm coaching, all right? <laughs> but you lot, don't. I found out, yeah, players wouldn't be playing, they're dropped, and also they'd lose out, they'd be fined a week's wages, stuff like that, so. Yeah. But no, it's, um, no, and to be fair, it's, it was funny, it was fun coaching, but yeah, it's just, it's not the same as back home and stuff, so that's why I was just a bit like, nah, it's just, it's not for me, coaching over yeah. here. It must be different with people's different priorities and football kind of yeah, down the pecking order because I'd say crickets and rugby's up there as well. Yeah, it's just the the clubs are just run completely differently over here, right? Completely differently. Whereas like back at home, you want to try and get a play. You start ringing around, see if he wants to come down, get him down, sort out a deal with yourself and stuff like that. But over here, there's the president involved, there's the secretary involved, there's this one involved, and they're trying to do everything. And I'm not even spoke to the player, and I'm like, I don't even want him. <laughs> But they're like, no, 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 we want it. It's like, no, 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 we have this discussion together. No, 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 we'll get the players in. I'm like, nah, see, this ain't for me. Yeah. Because if you get not good enough players in, and I think we need to strengthen other areas, no, 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 you make these players work. And I was like, I can make players work, but if you're, I'm playing a right back, uh, um, left wing, it's not really working, is it? Because. <laughs> yeah, it, it was more coaching, wasn't it? So you're, you're given, essentially you're given the group of players. Yes, and coach them, and, and and we've done reasonably well with a very young squad uh, last year. Um, but it's just like I said, I'll, I'll go to them and say, "No, I need this, this, and this." And he just didn't get it. And then I knew when I did get it, things started improving, and then they'd bring someone else in or take someone else. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is this <laughs> infuriating." So I was like, "No, nah, this ain't for me." Unless I'm giving hundred percent, say, "Right, here's your budget. Go and do that." Sign yeah. whatever players you want, just don't go over budget. Then I'll be <laughs> like, sweet, I'll make yeah. that work. But they just it's don't do that. No. They start getting other players in and you're like, who's this? 
Yeah. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't work like that here at all. Um, although no. I, I, I do sometimes wonder the manager has too much to do here. Sometimes, but, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Um, but life in, in general is, is, is slightly different in Oz. It's, um. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Hell of a lot different. Um, hell of a lot more relaxed. Um, less of a rat race, shall we say? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, just, the whole lifestyle is, it's, and, and being here, like, like I said, my partner's gone to Byron this morning to spend a week with her family and I'll go up there at the weekend and then the weekend after we'll be in Sydney and there's just so many really cool places to go here. Mm. Whereas obviously like, like back home, jump on a plane, two hours, you're in a different country. Four hours here, you're sitting in the same country, you're just on the other side with a different climate. It's mad. Yeah. Uh, but, you yeah, know, it's so many wonderful places to see over here. We've got two beautiful boys. Um, but, no, life's, life's good. Life's good over here. Excellent. And there was one thing I learned last night, cause as, as I mentioned, um, I had some family over. Um, mm. t- two teenagers, I think they're, they're 19 and 16, and they were talking to me about shoeing, drinking drinking out of oh, a shoe. Oh, shoeing. Shoeing, yeah. Uh, we, I mean... We were seeing it, all of us, with our mouths like this, going, and you do what? Yeah, no, I, I've never done one. I know people that have. I've seen people do one. But it's been made famous by Ricardo, isn't it? Um, yeah. Formula One. Where he'd, dr- he'd dr- pour a beer into his sweaty boot and then drink the beer out of his boot. Yeah. It's called a shoey, yeah. It's a much younger thing. I think the youngsters do it at AFL and stuff like that, out of their boots if they get man in a match or something like that. I, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that. But the AFL, do, do you do you watch that at all? Do you, do you go and try and get into it? Or oh, well, luckily for me, my my the company I work for, we get um, six tickets to every game that's at the MCG or the Etihad. So me and the missus went the other week. I got some from work and went to watch my team, who lo and behold happened to be in chocolate and amber. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> or form. When I went over there, I was like, well, I used to play for Sutton, so I'm going to them. <laughs> I was from Hawthorne and, um, yeah, we went to Hawthorne, Richmond, Mr. Richmond fan and yeah, Richmond smashed us. So we just, luckily we get these nice box tickets. So you sit in the MCG behind the mirror or behind the window, sorry, and in the bars, just drinking it in the stadium, watching it through glass, just having a beer. Right. Okay. It's not it's, bad at all. <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah. You ever sit back and go, oh, I could have been playing Roman League. <laughs> Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I could still be back home coaching yeah. in the Ryman right now. Yeah. Bombing, shouting out instructions at Camby Island. What's going on? Drinking a, drinking a Bob roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also, back at your time at Sutton, I know you're a very fit fella, but did you, um, did you or did you not play for, um, another team on Sundays as well? Kingston Sometimes. Um, <laughs> John Raines might find me and Ian Hazel <laughs> might find me also. For um, mm. playing on a Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingston Town, wasn't it? Kingston Town, I played for once, yeah. Oh, was only um, once, okay. I think I played. No, I think I played for Kingston maybe a couple of times. Yeah, uh, with the boys, with Sammy mm. and Ian Hewitt, who was in the juniors, and then Gary Ope and mate Jamie Gilbert and all those, and then um, and then whatever team. Danny Bolt and Simon Ray and Jeff Ray ran. I played for them one Saturday, Sunday as well. I only played a half and then 
the bloody referee happened to be the linesman the weekend after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone, I used to run a Sunday team and someone suggested they were going to get Nicky to come along and play. And I'm sitting there going... I don't think, I don't think he can move anymore. Is he still yeah. playing? I think he's still playing. I, I th- yeah, this was years back when he was with us first time round. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I'm not getting... Oh, but he'll be brilliant. Yeah, also he's got bright fucking ginger hair. And loads of the referees around here support Sutton United, so... And probably a contract that says he can't yeah, play on a... Sport. Yeah, yeah. Or it'll be just my luck that I'll rock up there and there'll be Frakey as the referee going, nah, don't think so, mate. Yeah, nah, you'll be all right. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah no, it's so, so so nice to catch up with you. I know you get tagged in quite a lot on Twitter when people are trying to talk to, to the other macro. Uh, yes. <laughs> which is always... It's fun and games. Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm so glad everything's working out in Australia and life's good for you over there. Um, I appreciate that, mate. Thank you for the, the bearing with me on the time difference and helping me out with. Oh no, no, not a problem, not a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up there. Any any last message to Sutton fans? No, just uh, keep cheering the boys on. And like I said earlier, I'm pleased for um, the likes of Bruce and that and uh, the committee. And uh, yeah, now hopefully the, the club keeps striving on and. Um, maybe start developing the stadium as well now. So maybe keep going up and keep going up even more. All sorts of weird and wonderful conversations going on that I'm sitting there going, this this isn't something. Um, Last year, Matt had a a manager's evening and he was explaining that he's got two or three targets for every single player. And I'm like, hang on, this this is something. We tend to just go, oh shit, we need this. Let's sort it out. But he's got plans way down the line. They just moved into a new training facility, which was oh, years yeah. ago Chelsea's, then QPR's. QPR have just left it, so it's all branded QPR. Um, but they they're just moving into it. It's up near Heathrow. Um, ha- Harlington. Yeah, that's the one. That's where so, I trained when I was at Chelsea as a kid. Is it? It? Yeah, Very, yeah. So they've just got moved into there. So there's loads of stuff going off behind the scenes, um, and I, I I do keep looking at the spot. I stand at the ground thinking. This ain't gonna be here long. This ain't gonna be here long. So. As long as long as Rose's tea hut stays, I'll be happy. Um, all the tea huts are roses. Um, Good. So yeah, I think every, every, all the all the hatches and everything is roses. Um, because it's like, Good. um, she's she's in the hall of fame as well. So yeah, it be <laughs> a lot of people. Obviously, a lot of new members and fans and that wouldn't have got to meet her, and I got to meet her luckily, and obviously a lot in my first year and a half, and. She's the most wonderful woman in the world, so I'm glad they still kept that for her. Yeah, no, it's it's. But my little one is Rosie, and she's convinced that they've just missed out her name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. Got some big shoes. No, no. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks a lot. I'll 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 let you all see know when when this is live, so um, you can listen back to yourself and go, oh God, what did I say? <laughs> did I, why did I tell that story? <laughs> Yeah, all good. Ring round and make your apologies quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, so right. I'll ring. Char- I'll, I'll send Chalmers and Millsy and all that a, a message. I'll use the boys getting pissed for the boys. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lovely. Thanks a lot, Matt. Cheers. Top man. Cheers, mate.
Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.